Hey, parents, thank you so much for checking out the Junior High Ministry Podcast here at Mariner's Church Junior High. You know, this week we are talking about bullying. We're in a series called Wrecking Ball, and we've been talking about more serious topics the last couple of weeks. And bullying, man... I was bullied when I was a kid. Junior high pastor Justin bullied. Um, I don't know if anyone would bully me now with the tattoos and the bald head and the beard, but I'm sure someone out there would. But I was also a bully too when I was in school. There's a kid that I bullied named Kyle, and that was terrible of me. Um, Bullying is such a part of student stories. Um, Even if they're not bullied, they probably see it at school. They know someone who is. And it can make a huge impact on who a person is. You know, the suicide rates today and what they're talking about with suicide rates is heavily, heavily impacted by students who are bullied at school. And sometimes we see bullying happen and we don't know what to do. Sometimes we're being bullied. We don't know what to do, don't know who to talk to. Our hope is that you are able to have conversations around this topic with your kid. Um, And students, man, if you're getting bullied, then I hope this is an encouraging lesson to you. And I hope you come and talk to someone because you need, you know, you need to, everyone needs to be talking to somebody. So if you are listening on iTunes, please go to the uh, iTunes uh, podcast store, leave a review for the podcast because it really helps us out. If you leave a five-star review and a cool comment, it lets people know that this is a good podcast and they should listen to it. it helps us get the word out about Jesus. And if you're listening on Stitcher or Google play, thanks for checking it out. If you have questions, um, there's emails in the show notes and the, the lesson itself is actually in the show notes too. So I hope you have a blast um, checking this out and enjoying, and we'll see you in junior high next week. We kick off a brand new series. So hope to see you then Christmas heading toward Christmas is going to be awesome. See you guys later. Have a great time listening. God bless. We love you. Process or the healing process. We've talked a lot about all the things in our life can, that can just tear our life apart brick by brick that can tear away at who we are that can hurt us. But I feel like this topic is different because it actually gives you guys something to do to help be a part of the healing process and the rebuilding process. So before we start, will you bow your heads and pray with me? God, I ask for your presence here, God. Jesus, when you describe yourself in the Old Testament, the first two words you say are that you are compassionate and gracious, you are slow to anger, and you are abounding in love and faithfulness. So God, we ask for your presence. We ask for your compassion. We ask for your grace. We ask, we ask for your love, and we ask for your faithfulness, God. Would you, get, would you give us ears, ears to hear, eyes to see, and would every word that comes from my mouth be of you? And everyone prayed, and they said, amen. That was kind of a weird ending. I just realized that. Um, so the thing that I want to talk about is the word bullying. Everyone say bullying. See, growing up, uh, I had a bully. And the thing that I would ask my life group leader, the thing that I would ask my dad, who was the toughest guy that I knew, is this is the question. So when it comes to bullying, I think the question that we ask most is, first slide, pium, how do I stand up to a bully? You got some of your attention. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to bullying, that's usually the question that we ask. Mark, how do I fight? How do I stand up? How do I come back with, his, with the best comeback statement to talk to a bully? How do I stand up to a bully? See, growing up, I had a bully. I had a bully. But I noticed that my version of a bully can be different than your version of bully. See, when it, growing up, we had bullies who were physical. You, you guys ever had a physical bully? Someone who would just push you in line, who would pick on you. Man, I had a bully in elementary school. It wasn't my bully, but I saw a kid um, in fifth grade had chocolate milk poured all over him in the cafeteria. Would bully this kid. Like, those are the physical bullies. You know, they would actually hurt you. They'd actually do something to you. They'd be physical with you. 
And then you have some, like, the verbal bullies who just call you names, right? Anyone been called a name before? Anyone, like, been made fun of, been called a know-it-all? Um, there was a prayer that was prayed up here about a, a person who was being bullied, and they, and, and they said that person called them a know-it-all. See, those are the verbal bullies who, they don't really, they don't really push you, they don't really hurt you, they don't, may not punch you, but they'll say things to you, maybe in person or behind your back or in class. And so those are the bullies that I grew up with. But then I noticed there's a type of bullying that you guys have that I never experienced. It's called cyber, yeah, cyberbullying. See, so maybe some of you guys have experienced that where maybe you'll post something on social media, post something on Facebook or Instagram, and then someone will comment something really nasty or they'll make fun of you. Like, Mark, why do you wear those shoes? They make your feet look big. Oh, Mark, your nose looks really flat in this selfie that you took. I know I, I, know I had my nose really flat. Make fun of me, okay? Um, but I, I feel like that's something you guys deal with. And what's really interesting is I believe that Jesus has a lot to say about how we stand up to bullies. And I feel like today is I want to share with you what Jesus says about how you can stop a bully from being a bully. So first things first, first things first. If you are being bullied, it is not your fault. Everyone say that. It is not your fault. If you are being bullied, I want you to know it's not your fault. I think a lot of times when we're being bullied, it's, it's, we usually start to think, man, I should have been cooler. I should have dressed a certain way. Then I would have been bullied. Man, I wish, man, I should have had more friends that I wouldn't have been bullied. Or you, I should have dressed a certain way. I should have acted a certain way. I should have posted that picture a certain way. I should have said that differently. Then I wouldn't be bullied. Turn to your neighbor and say, it is not your fault. If you're being bullied, it is not your fault. And second, you are not meant to go through it alone. If you're being bullied, you're not meant to go through that experience and that pain alone. If you're being bullied, I beg you and I urge you, bring somebody in. Bring somebody in. Tell somebody. Even if you don't know if you're being bullied, just talk to somebody. Some of the bravest people in the Bible who had bullies, the first thing that they did when they were in pain or when they thought they were being bullied, they went to somebody and they talked about it. So there's a story in 1 Samuel 20, uh, verse 1. It's a story about David and Jonathan. Uh, David's best friend was Jonathan, and David was trying away, trying to run away from this person named Saul. And what did Saul want to do? He wanted to do kill David, which is like the highest form of bullying. And so David is running away from Saul, the biggest bully that can ever bully, the guy who wants to kill you, right? Could you imagine if your bully like wanted to like actually like do that? Like that's like a really scary thing. And he says, David now fled from Naoth in Ramah and found Jonathan. And he said, what have I done? He explained, yeah, maybe you. What have I done? He explained, what is my crime? See, the first thing that the bravest, David, the guy who took down a giant, the guy that was going to be king of Israel, the guy that can fight anyone and win, when he had a bully, the first thing he did wasn't talk right back. The first thing he did wasn't to punch back. The first thing he did is he went in and he talked to somebody he trusted and he loved. He talked to his best friend. So I want to urge you that when you feel like you're being bullied, talk to the people that you trust. Talk to your best friend. Talk to your brother, maybe your sister. Maybe it's a life group leader. Maybe it's one of the volunteers here. Maybe it's your parent. Maybe it's a teacher. Because when you get to share with them, 
you get to ask these honest questions. Did I do something wrong? And you get to help, they get to help you process the questions that you have and the pain that you're feeling. So first things first, if you're being bullied, it's not your fault. You're not meant to go through it alone. I believe that in order to stand up to a bully, we have to understand why bullies bully, right? I feel like in order to stand up to something, you have to understand it. Have you guys ever heard the words um, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people? So here's the first thing. Bullying is less about you. It's how uncomfortable they feel. See, the reasons why bullies, oh my gosh, the reason why bullies bully is because they are actually hurt or they're actually uncomfortable. It's not really because of you. It's about how they feel. See, this is what I believe bullying is. Bullying, next slide. Bullying happens when fear and insecurities turn into words and actions. See, most of the time, bullies, they actually feel really scared. I know it doesn't seem like it by the way they're acting or the way that they push you or the way that they call you names, but they're actually really hurt or they're actually really insecure. And there's an example of this in the Bible. You guys know the story of Cain and Abel, right? So these two were brothers, and you guys kind of know the story. Abel, he has some sheep. He's like, hey, I'm going to bring God a sheep. He's going to like the sheep. Cain's like, hey, I'm going to bring God some carrots because, you know, God liked carrots. And they go up. And so they show uh, God their sacrifice, and God looks at Abel's. He's like, oh, that's freaking amazing. You, uh, you brought lambs. And then we get to this part in verse 5. But he did not accept Cain and his gift. And this made Cain very angry, and he looked, what, dejected. That means Defeated, he felt bummed, felt depressed, he was just sad. And then we see in verse 8, a little bit later, one day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and killed him. Isn't it funny that the people who are closest to us actually can hurt us the most? See, the reason why Cain hurt his brother wasn't because Abel was really cool or Abel had a lamb. It's because Cain felt angry. Cain felt insecure. He thought no one was going to accept him, that God wasn't going to accept him if he didn't, if he didn't bring something. He was jealous. He felt like that he wasn't good enough. He felt uncomfortable about himself. See, that's why bullies bully. Bullies bully because they feel like if they don't do this, that they, the, the cool people won't accept them. They bully because they're really angry and they're looking to take out that pain and that anger on somebody else. They're actually really scared of not feeling accepted, so they want other people to feel that pain with them. That's why bullies bully. See, I think the first step in trying to understand, in, in trying to stop bullying is to understand it. See, 
when we understand why people bully, I think we realize how much we have in common with them. Has anyone ever felt like they weren't good enough? Anyone ever felt like if they didn't do something, they would never feel accepted? Anyone ever felt angry and they wanted to take it out on somebody? Anyone ever felt like, like, man, I really feel insecure about myself and I wish I just fit in? You see, what's really interesting, whether you've been bullied or you are a bully, you've raised your hand at one point. See, when we understand why bullies bully, we realize, man, they're a lot like me. See, the reason why we want to understand why bullies bully is so that we can love them better. Because you can only love what you understand. And here's the hard part. Want to know the best way to make sure a bully never bullies again? Love them. I know that's really weird, and it's kind of like a weird thing, especially nowadays, when the best way to love a bully is to stand up and punch back or say something back. See, bullies can be tough. Bullies can be tough. But being loving is tougher. Bullies can be tough, but being loving is tougher. See, Jesus, when Jesus was being bullied by the Pharisees and even some of his friends who betrayed him, he didn't, the person, this is Jesus, the guy who like, if anyone was going to do anything back, Jesus deserved to do something back. If anyone was going to get killed, Jesus would be the person that'd be okay to kill somebody. The first thing he says to do is to love your enemies, to love your bullies. He says this in Luke chapter 6. Here, I think we have it on here. Luke chapter 6, verse, 30, verse 32 says, if you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Jesus says, hey, if you only love the people who are good to you, I mean, why should, why should that matter? Because even the bullies love the people that are nice to them. But he says in verse 35, love your enemies. Do good to them. And then he says in verse 36, you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. See, in Jesus' kingdom, love, a four-letter word, is the weapon against hate, against violence, against fear. You want to know the best way to make sure a bully never bullies again? Understand them and love them. And I wonder if that will change their perspective. See, even when Jesus was bullied, even when Jesus was betrayed, in his kingdom, the best way to fight pain is love. Um, you guys want to hear a story about the first time I got in a fight? I'll tell you this story. So, um, growing up, I actually had a bully. Um, I had a bully in high school. His name was Deontay Liggins. He is 6'7", 220. Yep, star basketball player at Rodriguez High School in the Bay Area. Averaged 25 points a game, eight rebounds, two blocks. Had the best field goal percentage. I don't know, you reading me over there in the back? You following? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, LeBron James. Yeah, this guy was LeBron James, but just not LeBron James. So that was my bully. And in high school, um, I was about a little shorter than that. I was like 5'2", 110, fastest kid on the team, skinniest kid on the team. Still pretty cool, right? Still pretty cool. 
um, it was uh, my junior year of high school, his senior year. It was the last game of his senior year. And gosh, so he's been my bully all through high school. I'd shine his basketball shoes before the game. And if you know anything about basketball, you don't need to shine basketball shoes, right? And he would, he would call me, he would call me, so I was the only Asian kid on the team. He'd call me Bruce Lee. And he'd say, oh, Bruce Lee's on the court. Bruce Lee about to shoot some threes, Bruce Lee. I know, right? Um, but every single time I'd come up, he would just heckle me. He'd make fun of me because I was the smallest kid on the team. Last game of his senior year. The game is tied up. They score. I'm on the court with Deontay Liggins. He's coming down the ball, and the people aren't guarding me. He's trying to pass to everyone else. He sees I'm in the corner. I'm waiting for the ball. He's looking around, he's trying to see an open shot. He sees me, he sighs, and he passes me the ball. We're down by two. He passes me the ball, and I miss. The last game of his senior year. So we go back to the locker room, and I am upset. Everyone's bummed. And I go to my locker, and I try to go to the shower, and Deontay is towering over me. Mark, how could you miss that shot, bro? Ew, you were open. You had one shot the whole game. You could have, you literally, that was the only shot you had. You missed, dog? Are you serious? It's my senior year. How could you? You've been practicing all day. I would hear that. Five minutes straight, him yelling, and I, and I just stood there staring at my locker. He's banging on my locker. You get, guys, you've been to a guy's locker, right? You know how there, there's like a bench right there. You open up. He's yelling at me. He's laying into me. He's getting me. And, and, and I had it. Three years of him yelling at me every single time I missed a shot. I'm thinking in my head, it was one shot. Dude, get over it. You won every single game before this. Shut up, you stink. Like, I said this all in my head. And you know what I did? I turned around. And there, you know, guys, you know, in the locker room, there's that little bench that's about as high as your knee. You kind of sit back. I pushed him over it. And I jumped over the, so he's laying on the bench. I jump over the bench. And I start wailing. Wailing. And my coach comes running in, and I weigh 110 pounds and grabs me by the collar, pulls me up. I go flying. Deontay gets up, and like six guys have to hold him back because he's coming after me. We both got suspended for like five days. I know. Hey, no, 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 no. My dad, my, my dad had to come talk to me. Um, but what was really funny is... After that, and that kind of like changed our relationship. And I'm not here to say that the best way to stand up to your bully is to push him over a bench and start wailing on him. But it's this. It wasn't until after I graduated col- uh, after I graduated high school, and it was my junior year of college, that I was scrolling Facebook, and guess who I found on Facebook? Guess who added me on Facebook? Deontay Liggins. And I saw on his Facebook that he was married, he had a kid, and so I added on Facebook, um, and then I messaged him, I said, hey bro, um, just trying to be cordial, Uh, how you doing, hope everything's okay, hope uh, professional basketball went well. He was so good that he actually played two years in Europe, he was actually really, really good. Um, And he messaged me back, he's like, bro, man, um, I just want to say sorry. I'm like, whoa. Hey, I want to say sorry for the way I treated you in high school. I hope you're doing well. I see that you have a girlfriend now, Mark. Um, I just want to let you know, thanks for being, uh, thanks for dealing with how crazy I was. 
in, in high school. And as we started talking, he opened up to me a little bit of why he acted the way he did. See, Deontay's dad was in and out of jail when he was growing up. And every time he'd be come back from jail, he would yell at Deontay for not being the highest scorer on his basketball team. He would go to his room and bang on Deontay's door and say, you suck, bro. I don't know why I didn't score 20 points today. I started to realize why Deontay was so angry. Why he would take his anger out on me. How insecure he felt when he didn't feel like he was good enough when he scored less than 20 points. And then it was really powerful. Because that same year, my dad got diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. And I started to ask Deontay, man, like how, Deontay, how are you going to be a husband when you don't got a dad? I'm, I'm about to get married to my wife, and I don't even know how to be a good husband. I don't even, my dad's not even here. Deontay, how are you a good father when your father was never there? I'm about to be, I'm about to be a husband. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to love my wife. I don't have a dad. So here's the big idea. When we try to understand and love those who hurt us, we get to join with Jesus in the healing that he brings. See, when I was able to understand why, why Deontay was bullying me, I realized how much pain he was in. And he was able to understand how much pain I was in. Not just then, but when I was going through things with my dad. See, a lot of people don't realize this. There are two people who are hurting when there's bullying. The people who are getting bullied and the bully. What Jesus wants to do is to use you in helping, helping someone heal from their hurt. So right now, before we start to worship, I want you to do something. Maybe there's someone in your life that's bullying you right now. Think about that person. And write that person's name on your, on your notebook card right now. Just write their name. Or maybe, maybe this. Maybe you're somebody who's hurt somebody else. Maybe you've bullied somebody in the past or you're bullying someone now. Or, or maybe you've hurt somebody. Or write that person's name on your card right now. Just write their name. And as we worship, I want you to pray for that name. Whatever that name is. Maybe it's somebody, maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a person at your school. Maybe it's a person in your neighborhood. I want you to pray for that person. Because here's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to help bring healing not just to you, but to that person as well. You guys pray with me? Jesus, I want to invite you here. Because God, what you want to do and our pain and our hurt is that you want to bring healing and joy to it, God. That whether we've been bullied or maybe we're someone that has hurt somebody else, you want to help heal both people, God. You want to help heal both families. You want to help heal both friends. You want to help heal both people, God. So I pray as we, as we think about the people we've hurt or the people that have hurt us, you would allow us to understand them and love them so that we can join you in the healing that you bring. Pray this in your name, and everyone said, amen. All right, guys, everyone stand up. Let's head on to the front. We're going to work.
Hope you had a blast listening to and learning from Mark as we talked about bullying this week. Um, it was the very last week of our Wrecking Ball series. So if you need to talk to someone, you have questions or, or you need help with something, please let us be a part of what's going on in your life. You know, we always say that life is better in JHM because you are in JHM and we really mean that. We'll see you guys next week for the kickoff of our Christmas series. Have a good one.